chapter number 18. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 41 down to verse number 45. The title of the message is Prepare for Harvest. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there riseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture that we want to uh, discover and unpack to this morning to be a blessing to each one of us so that we can go away with some understanding of how you work and how that you promise, and how that you uh, are become engaged, but you uh, give us indication that you are going to move or act. And Lord, thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that you help us to prepare this year, to prepare for your blessings, to prepare for uh, action and, and victory and, and harvest. So Lord, I pray that you'd help us to get our minds on these subjects, these topics, and Lord, I pray that you help us at the start of 2020 to get off on the right uh, foot to prepare for your blessings. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking for 2020, uh, the uh, theme this year, as it has been, and this last year, all in. This is the last year that you're going, going to see uh, this logo and on the bulletins and, and that because of uh, this last year, 2019, all in for him. That was our theme. Our theme for 2020 is prepare. Prepare in faith and sacrifice and persistence. Prepare for the Lord's blessings. And when we look at this passage of scripture, this is where uh, Elijah was dealing with Ahab and the people of the, of the children of Israel. And he uh, told them that there was things coming and that needed to prepare for it. That needed to get ready for God's movement. At first, you see, it was a preparing by faith. In verse 41, Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Well, there hadn't been any rain for three and a half years. I mean, they had drought for three and a half years. God did that, and we're going to go into that in a little bit and to see a little bit more about that. But the man of God said there is when there wasn't. And not yet, at least. It was in anticipation of divine action. What God said he was going to do. There was progress coming. There's movement coming. And he said, there is a sound of abundance of rain. When you, If you listen and just heard crickets, there wasn't any sound at that point. We cannot expect to grow without preparation and planning for growth. Of course, uh, this must happen before we can even see the evidence of God moving. This is acting upon God's promise and his fidelity upon what he has promised and uh, so we need to prepare by faith. We also need to prepare by sacrifice. It said in verse 
42. So Ahab went up to eat and a drink. And so the entire nation was going to be going to uh, celebrate the, the breaking of the, of the drought. But it says that Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he, was, he had a job of praying. He had a job of, of dealing with the Lord and he had a job with, with seeing this through. Others were enjoying and eating and resting, but Elijah sacrificed the norms to see the divine. Somebody has to do that. Somebody must prepare and pray and plan, execute for others to enjoy, others to have victory. And so we're going to look at that this year, uh, preparing by sacrifice and then preparing by persistence. Verse 43, <coughs> he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And he said, go again seven times. Just keep on going and keep on going until you see God working. And so they, they had to keep at it. It was persistence that paved the way, that won the day. It was persistence that, uh, that eventually they saw uh, victory. And so we need to prepare by persistence in God's ways and in, in his uh, direction this year. And then we've got to prepare for victory in verse 44. He said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot. Get thee down that, thou, that the rain stop thee not. If they hadn't prepared the chariot, they would have been in a mess. They needed to, to kind of uh, throw out all of the, the excess. You need, this is gonna, you're going to have to, to uh, um, beat down that mountain quickly because the rain's coming. And so he said, prepare thy chariot. They had not prepared. They wouldn't have seen victory. Folks, we're going to be preparing to see God work. I'm going to be preparing this year to see God work in a great way. Now, this year, we're going to operate in the light of our annual theme, which, like I say, this last year, it was all in. This, this coming year, it's preparation, prepare. This text will get us started in looking at preparing for the Lord's blessings, for his bounty, for our growth, for being a part of bringing him glory in this church. Next Sunday, we're going to officially kick off our Vision Sunday. <clears throat> I'm excited to have a preview of things that we're going to be uh, engaging in through the various saints and the servants, the teachers, uh, the events of Wooden Valley Baptist Church. And we're looking forward to that next Sunday in our Vision Sunday. Anytime God does anything, he prepares the land. He prepares the people. He prepares the situation he prepares hearts. To work with the Lord, we need to plan on being available and sacrificing for him and for his church. The guys that have the calendars in the back, go ahead and get those ready and pass them out. Um, we're going to look at uh, this upcoming year. What they're doing is they're passing out uh, this coming year the, the uh, 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 calendar. This is a uh, an abbreviated calendar of, of Wooden Valley Baptist Church this coming year. So uh, uh, this coming year, we're going to note a few important events. Everything, obviously, is not on this calendar. There are things that are um, maybe having to do with smaller groups or whatever. I know, like, for instance, uh, uh, there's a motorcycle run that's not on here, and a few people take advantage of that, and I'm kind of miffed about that. But this is, this is just the, the, the main things in the, 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 the church, in the calendar, this coming year that's going to be uh, uh, taking place. Okay, so, so uh, let's, let's take a look at that. If, if you will promise me to let's look at this, go through a few things, and then put it away, then we're going to be good. All right? I, I, I was uh, hesitant to actually give it to you now because some, some of you will be looking through this all, all sermon long. 
I know the sermon's not that great, but listen, we've got some things that we've got to say, so let's take a look at it and then put it away. But let's, let's take a look at it in, uh, in January. Of course, that's next Sunday. We have Vision Sunday, just next week, showcasing the ministries of the church. We're gonna, by the way, we're going to have the privilege of hearing from a graduate from uh, Baptist Bible College. He's graduating this May. Uh, his name is Landon Williams. He and his wife are going to be here. We, we uh, need a youth director. We've been praying about that. And, uh, and I, we're going to have him come, kind of look at the church. I want the church, you guys, to look at him. Now, don't say anything while he's here, but after he leaves, I'm going to ask you folks what you think. And, you know, we, we're praying. We're asking God to, to uh, direct us in that way. A, a fine young man, he's going to be preaching for us, as a matter of fact, next Sunday evening. And so, uh, so everybody will get a chance to, to look at that. And so uh, we're, we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, uh, have that opportunity to, to see that. But we're in Vision Sunday, which is next Sunday, we're, we're looking at the different aspects of the church and, and the, the next steps and the, the, the goals that we have. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be an exciting Sunday. And then um, in the month of February, we have the couples retreat. By the way, it's going to be the best one. I'm serious. The best one, uh, the, the, the most ideal place. And by the way, it's almost filled. Uh, you're going to hear a little bit about that in announcements and, and uh, register in the uh, guest services. Uh, but uh, we, there's only so many rooms and it's filled. And so it's, we're almost already there. I'm going to see if we can uh, increase that number if we have more uh, that uh, are interested. But uh, it's going to be first come, first serve. Um, so uh, like I say, make sure that you, you get, uh, take care of that. Um, every couple, folks, every couple in the church could use um, a... Some, some special attention to their relationship. Um, some are hurting in the church and, and need it um, even more than others. And, and some uh, can't make it. It's uh, expensive and they can't make it, but if, if you're blessed and you want to uh, maybe provide a scholarship or help somebody or maybe help a certain couple that you know the Lord's laid on your heart and you want to help them to, to get there, then you can do that. Uh, then uh, we'll work through the, uh, uh, the guest services. Um, uh, later on, uh, in that month, Creation Ministries International. We've got Dr. Rob Carter. This we just heard about this where it was where it was available. He's one of the uh, senior um, scientists at uh, Creation Ministries International. Um, great organization. Does some fantastic uh, creation science work. And uh, we we're snagging him for a Sunday night in February. That's that is great. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, our missions conference. It's in March. 18th through the 22nd. That's always like a, a revival time for us, and it's one of the best services, really, that that uh, uh, events that we we hold around here. Looking forward to that missions conference. I love my church Sunday in the Silverwood uh, and uh, revival. That's all in conjunction with uh, Brother McCracken being with us May 17th through the 23rd. Looking forward to that. That's going to be fantastic. We haven't. Uh, Let's see, when was the last time that Brother McCracken was with us? Every time he's with us, it's just a, a shot in the arm. We're looking forward to that. And then the youth camps in July. We've got uh, both uh, junior and senior camps in July. In, uh, in August, we have our VBS Fall Revival with Dr. Sam Davison this coming, um, uh, what is that, in uh, September, right? Um, yeah, right, in uh, the 13th through the 16th. Looking forward to that. Folks, uh, Brother Davison is such the speaker where he's in demand all over the place and you can only get him uh, scheduled every you know three or four years and that's kind of how far he goes out uh, he's getting older and I'm just 
talking straight with you folks, we, we may not be able to have him again after this time. And so uh, this may be the last time, Lord willing, that we, we would be able to have him uh, in a revival. One of, the, one of the premier speakers anywhere, folks, I tell you, looking forward to the, to the revival this fall with Brother Davidson. And then we have our th the 35th anniversary in December. And that's going to be a milestone. Every five years, we try to have a, uh, a big celebration. Looking forward to that, folks. Looking forward to everything that's coming up. And in this coming year, we're going to prepare for the Lord's blessings. As I said, we've got to plan on being active and involved. What you need to do <coughs> with this calendar, you need to mark these dates on your personal calendar. Put weight on spiritual events that will cultivate your walk with the, with the Lord. Be part of your church. This is your church. God's place to hear. Be part of it. Get engaged. I'm not talking about a godless pride like the self-willed willed man of James 4 where you're just going to make some plans and say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that uh, in James 4.13. Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Now that kind of planning is wrong. It's a prideful, I'm going to do this regardless of what God wants me to do. That's not right. And that's not what we're talking about, planning. Uh, um, we're, that's, called, that's called doing your own thing, regardless of what God wants in your life. No, no, we're talking about laying the groundwork and setting things up in anticipation and accomplishing some divine goals. And that's good, and that's uh, virtuous, and that's proper. As you see in Luke chapter 14, verse 28, where Jesus said, For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost? whether he have sufficient to finish it. Lest happily, after he have laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and, it was, and was not able to finish. And he's talking about, uh, you know, building a tower. You got a plan. You got to put some blueprints down. You got to uh, get up a, a, a materials list. You got to, you know, find out if you have enough in the bank account to actually finish the, the task. And so he says, you have to plan. And that's proper, and that's right. You just got to plan ahead. Verse 31, Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he be able, with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage, and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Now, <clears throat> yes, I understand that the big take of this story, this illustration of Jesus was <coughs> counting the cost of true discipleship, counting the cost of what it takes to be called a follower of the Lord. And let's not forget that. Folks, it's not all, you know, a uh, uh, bed of roses when you come to Christ. As a matter of fact, that's when many times uh, uh, some of the most vicious battles begin. Uh, it's not it's not just uh, you know unopposed well let's get saved you get born again and everything's going to be right everything's going to God's going to answer all prayers no that's that's not the way it works he says it's going to be tough but you have to count the cost before you embark on this you got to understand what it's going to cost you if you're going to come to Christ now this is the the, the plain truth that the, in the world in which we live 
where there are oppositions and there, there are opponents of our Lord Jesus Christ, you get saved, you're going to make enemies. You get saved, you, they might be people in your own family, in your own house, in your own marriage. You, you might have difficulties because you uh, 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 have committed to serve God. And so he says, count the cost. Well, see, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about preparing for victory, preparing for uh, 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 movement and growth, counting the cost. The concept is true in any endeavor that we embark up upon. What will <coughs> this cost me? What's it going to cost? What's, gonna, what's this going to take? How much will I be called upon to see this through? That's preparation. Folks, that's what we're talking about. Preparing for the Lord and for what he wants this coming year. Let's prepare. We've got to prepare to build and have victory and be blessed by the God of holiness. So let's lay the groundwork of this year of preparations by looking at our text. Okay, getting back to our text in 1 Kings chapter number 18. This is where we started with, with the story where, where uh, Elijah is dealing with Ahab, and there's been three and a half years of famine, and now comes the rain. This was a time, right prior to this, this was a time of spiritual bankruptcy, debauchery, wickedness. I mean, it was rampant. You had the king that was leading the charge, and Israel was in a, in a state of, of uh, uh, apostasy. Way too much noise to hear God speaking. They were doing their own thing. They were going their own way. They were, they were just ignoring what God wanted for them. And, and although a, uh, the Lord wanted to speak to Ahab and, and uh, the children of Israel, they weren't listening. Ahab and Jezebel were the co-leaders of the nation at the time, partners in wickedness crime. Uh, this was this was the 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 the, uh, the, the worst um, duo of of evil that you could ever see put together. First Kings chapter twenty one verse twenty five says, "But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. He sold himself." He said, listen, I want this, and, and whatever that cost was, he was going to pay it to get there. He sold himself for selfishness and for evil and for wickedness, and Jezebel was right there, his cheerleader. Actually, uh, more than that, she was uh, the impetus in much of his, his uh, decision-making. 1 Kings 16, 33 says, And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. The worst. Nobody was listening to God in, in, in that generation. Nobody was paying much attention to God's word. See, God wanted to speak, but the nation had to be prepared to listen. They were not listening. And so God sent a famine. And they slowly dried up the nation. He used Elijah to rebuke the wickedness of the throne and the people by calling for a three and a half year famine. James chapter 5, we read about this. Verse number 17, Elias, let's talk about Elijah back there, the New Testament uh, spelling. Elias was a, a man subject to passions, uh, to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Can you imagine? Especially when we're talking about 
uh, everything that they were that they owned and all that they were was was very uh, uh, tightly tethered to the crops and the the harvest around them what what the farms would do and what the ranches would produce around them and that was their food that was their life that was their sustenance month after month <clears throat> year after year hardships crop failure livestock dying surplus wasted away bank accounts depleted their 401ks were bottomed out and and they were they were losing everything the entire nation was coming to the place to where they, they got to be desperate. And they would say, hey, man, what's going on? Why the famine? Is, is God acting? Could this be God's hand against, this, uh, against us? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what God was doing. He was getting them, he was preparing them to listen to what he was going to tell them. When prior to this time, nobody was listening. They couldn't care less what Elijah's message was from God. They, they couldn't care less what God had to, his opinion on things. They were just going to do what they were going to do, but God had to prepare them, to bring them to the place to where now they sought for him. Elijah was, was in hiding for that three and a half years. For 42 months, they didn't know. Maybe the first few months, first year or two, they really couldn't care less. It's just a coincidence, but you know, by this time, it was, no, something's happening here. I mean, God was working. And they're searching for Elijah because uh, crops are dying and cattle are, are, are uh, uh, perishing. And, and every, they're losing everything, going into uh, intense famine. And so now they're looking for, they want to hear from Elijah, and he's in hiding. Well, I tell you what, now they wanted to hear what God had to say. And then there was a sudden declaration. And that's when Elijah shows up with a thunderous shout from heaven. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 21. This is what God wanted them to hear. Using Elijah as the spokesman. Elijah came unto the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, that's a false god, that's uh, the, the, the demonic uh, representations. If Baal, well then follow him. And then finally God spoke and everyone was listening. You could hear a pin drop to, to that declaration when Elijah came as, as they were their hearts were prepared, their ears were prepared, the crops were prepared, the nation was prepared. They had to be prepared to hear. Let me ask you something. Has God been trying to speak to you? but you haven't given him your focus or your attention. You know, God wants to speak to each one of us. He wants to deal with each one of us in our lives and our families. Uh, but sometimes we're just not listening. Sometimes we're, we're not connected. Sometimes it's like we're, we're not paying attention. Is he wanting to speak to you? Let me tell you something, folks. He's very capable of arresting our attention. And, and he, there's nothing beyond his purview that he will not touch to get a hold of your attention. The Old Testament example of uh, Absalom trying to get a hold of Joab and he needed to get a message to his father, the king, and he wasn't, he wasn't answering his uh, you know, phone calls or texts or emails, you know. And he kept on, and he kept on, and he wants to get a hold of Joab, and wants to get, and Joab's just ignoring it, you know. Ah, another, another message from Absalom. 
<clears throat> you know, I get those every day and just kind of was just ignoring it until finally Absalom, they live next to each other. Their, their estates were next to each other. He burnt Joab's barley field, set it on fire. And uh, he, here, the big deal, and Joab, you know, puts his, his field out, comes over to Absalom's house and says, why did you set my field on fire? <coughs> and Absalom says, oh, here you are. I got your attention. Hey, folks, there's a barley field you got someplace that's not beyond the Lord's, the Lord's touch to grab your attention. See, he wants to speak. Are we listening? That's the question. And then finally, when uh, God got their attention, there was a, a crying out to, hey, man, he's prepared those to listen and here's the declaration and there was a significant downpour then <coughs> there was uh the 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 rains were coming but it wasn't going to be beginning with just some drizzle no no uh first kings eighteen forty one. elijah said unto ahab get thee up and eat and drink for there's a sound of abundance of rain and then came the rain it was a gully washer but see <coughs> all of this took divine preparation they had to be prepped. They, they needed to become thirsty for the rain. Nothing is accomplished <coughs> without <coughs> extensive preparation. 2020 is the year that I'm looking forward to God's abundance of rain. Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat, drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up. God's abundance of rain is big. It's awesome. When God deals, when, when God sends a windfall, when, when God blesses, he blesses big. He, he, uh, he uh, <coughs> uh, provides in, in an awesome way. Abundance. God is the God of abundance. He blesses in abundance. Bountiful supply. Bountiful harvest and grace and what a, what a tremendous salvation that will save those to the uttermost, the Bible says. <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't matter how wicked a person is. His salvation is enough and he can save every man that comes to him. It, it's illustrated. The way that God deals with us is illustrated in biology. Matthew chapter 13, verse number 8. He's talking about the seeds of the word of God, but others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some in hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. So here's one seed that will uh, go into the ground and then produce a hundred seeds, or sixty or thirty seeds from one. And that's the way that God works. That's the way he set things up and plants. One seed, yeah. One ear of corn has an average of 800 kernels per ear with about two per stock. So one seed will produce from 1,200 to 1,600 seeds. Wow. That's abundance, folks. That's, a, that's, a, that's the way that God blesses. He blesses by, by, uh, by uh, uh, spadeful. In the animal world, fish lay hundreds of eggs and birds can lay dozens and many an animals have several young. The produce of the land and sea can sustain all the human life of the wildlife on the planet to date. 
Isn't that something? Psalm 81, verse number 10. Listen to what God says. I am the Lord God, thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. <laughs> I like that. Open thy mouth wide. So it's up to you how you want to be treated, how you want to be blessed. Say, God, I'd like your, your bounty. I would like you to feed me. Here you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he says, no, no. Open your mouth wide. I mean, just open up. I will, I will bless you to your capacity. That's what he's saying. Psalm 145.15, the eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. Folks, that's what happens <coughs> still today. <coughs> and the way that God set, thing up, set things up to, to, to provide for all living things on earth, that, that is exactly what, what goes on. He says, everybody waits upon God. He gives their, them their meat in their due season. He satisfies the desire of every living thing. That's amazing, folks. <laughs> you have a house with a, a child, and you find out, man, expenses, and they have two or three of them. <coughs> or go on, four or five of them, and it's like, yikes, you know, how do you feed them all? Can you imagine all life on earth? <laughs> and God says he satisfies the desires of every living thing. He's, he's a God of abundance when it comes to providing for us. He's a God of abundance when it comes to uh, loving us or get, providing us pardon or forgiveness or grace. Romans 5.20, Moreover, the law entered <clears throat> that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow. The law entered that sin may abound. You know what that means? <clears throat> it's the Ten Commandments. It's the, the right and wrong. When God identifies this is right and this is wrong, this is righteousness, this is sin, this is wickedness, this is evil. And you know what? That comes through so that we can understand we have a need. It says, it says there that, that uh, um, uh, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Listen, God can take care of that. He has much more grace than the opposition from sin. In victory, you know something, folks? God's conquests are huge, they're decisive, they're glorious, they're widespread. God's abundance of rain is, number one, big, but it's also needed to live. His blessings are needed to prosper, to grow. We cannot get far from his blessing without drying up and dying. As the branch can't exist without the vine. In Jesus' words, he says, you're, I am the vine, you're the branches. You, you can't be cut off and think that you're going to prosper. You've got to be connected. Folks, we need, we need God's abundance of rain. We need his blessings. Not only that, but we want. We, we desire, and that's proper desires, to want his blessing. Psalm 42, verse number one. I love this passage of scripture. As the heart, that's like a, a small deer. <clears throat> As the heart panteth after the water brooks, 
So panteth my soul after thee, O God. I was uh, over at <clears throat> this last year for senior camp going on, and I would have devotion in this kind of like gully. Uh, for those of you that have been at senior camp, it's right where the, the water slide was. Well, right next to the water slide, there's like a little canyon, and then you, you see the, 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 the uh, field uh, in, the, in the distance. <clears throat> and I was out there, and I was just, I, I was, I, I asked the Lord to, to give me something that was special that morning in my devotion. And so I opened my Bible, and I was reading this. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. And looked up, and there was a family of deer. There's two large ones, husband and wife, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and, a, and a, a little one. And they were, they were coming down and, and came right down where, I, where my chair was because there was water down there. And they, and they didn't notice me. And they came down and they, they were drinking there. And then all of a sudden they noticed me and they took off. You know, so I'm thinking, thank you, Lord. That's, that's me. That's me. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, you know, that means you're thirsty. You're dry. You're parched. You need water. And it's not desiring water. It's desiring God. As the, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, <coughs> for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? He says in verse 5 of that chapter, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. The help of his, you know what your countenance is? That's your face. For God's affection to be shown to me on, on, on that uh, display of his heart to me by his countenance. I love the Lord. I, I, I look forward to the God's blessings. I want that. Folks, I know for those of us who are believers here, I know you want that. I know you desire those things. God's abundance of rain is both big and needed <clears throat> and wanted. I desire the Lord and his face to shine upon me and my family and my country to this church. But it's also promised. See, 1 Kings 18.41 in our text, it says, <coughs> Elijah said unto Ahab, <coughs> Okay, God told me there's, there's rain coming. Get thee up, eat and drink, for there's a sound <coughs> of abundance of rain. And before it came, it was promised. It was called out. It was articulated by God. He promises our good, our blessing, our prosperity, our peace, our security. Listen, can you hear the sound of abundance of rain? Can you hear it coming? You say, no, preacher, I can't hear anything. I can't even hear the heaters. And it's cold in here. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Right. Not yet. But the, the sound of abundance of rain is a promise even before evidence. Before any evidence of its coming, it's promised by the God who keeps his word. Psalm 27, 13, the psalmist says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, because that's what God promised him. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. See, folks, God's 
blessings are promised. <clears throat> I am looking forward, really, I am looking forward to this year, 2020, to see what God's going to do in my own personal devotional life, the, the passages of Scripture that I'm going to be going through and studying. I hope you got a plan this year. I hope you are preparing to see God work with you in a, in a major way in uh, uh, a, going through the Scripture, maybe the New Testament or a certain book or the whole Bible this year. I mean, uh, consistently. I'm looking forward to my devotional life this year, to see my faith grow, to see uh, members here, to taste personal victory in their walk, in your families, in your spiritual development. You see, some of you have been kind of just kind of floundering for a long time. And it's, it's time to wake up, folks. It's time for this year to be the, the year of abundance of rain. Looking forward to the, to the choir to uh, put out some awesome numbers again. I miss the choir, really. What is it? Next Sunday, right? They're coming up next Sunday. Folks, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. We got, we got the best choir in the whole world. And they do the best. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this year, the choir, even taking a, a step up. I don't know how that it could, but, but I'm looking forward to what we'll, we'll hear from, from uh, the choir to uh, uh, put out some, some great numbers to uh, s the special music. Oh, man. Uh, it seems to be developing, you know, uh, month after month, year after year, <clears throat> to hear some great practical Bible lessons and classes for the attendance to increase and for financial development of individual families. You see, because when God blesses individuals, he blesses us all, all together. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to growing in knowledge this year, in 2020, to lead some to Christ. And, and some of you that have never led anybody to Christ, I, I pray that this year would be that year. You'll see God's abundance of rain to flow and to have the excitement of leading somebody to Christ for the first time this year. Some developing their teaching or musical abilities <clears throat> to see some of my grandkids get saved as they develop. I've got 17 of them now, 17, goodness. They're just all over the place, tripping over them. And, and so many of them are just too young to really know, but they're getting to that place to where they're understanding. I want to watch them get... Uh, I was going to say knocked off. Not knocked off, but, you know, uh, uh, get saved one after the other, after the other, after the other, and then watch them to, to grow. Oh, man. And develop. For the high school department to surrender to God's will, I'm really looking forward to what God's going to do in that, in that group. We had them over for Friday night for, what did we call that, a hot chocolate? Man, that was great. That was all kinds. Of, it was like locusts coming into our house and <coughs> destroying everything and then leaving. And, and I'm thinking, what a, what a potential for you guys that were there. You, I, I'm just saying, thank God for our, our young people. Man, we've got a great group. I'm looking forward to them to, to taking it to the next level and have some out of that department to surrender to God's will. For God coming through with blessings that weren't even anticipated. Folks, that's how it always is. We don't even... Uh, can't even tell where or how God is going to bless, and he blesses. I'm looking forward to that. That's exciting. Some that have plateaued for most of their spiritual lives this year to begin to grow in excitement and joy again. Once again, to, to be able to come to church and have that desire and have God speak. It's not like everybody else is being spoken to and, and I get nothing. No, no, that everybody gets spoken to by the Lord. Revivals, special meetings to blow us away this year spiritually. The staff 
to just survive without me killing them. <laughs> Pray for your staff. They, they got a, a tough boss. They really do. <laughs> for my wife to develop spiritually to the point that she'll be learning to call me Lord as Sarah did to Abraham. I have, haven't seen that yet. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to... <laughs> 2020 for me to finally learn the definition of a short message and all God's people said yeah right right, enough of that who asked you really folks I'm looking forward to the Lord blessing I I really I want to see his blessings this year I want God to bless us I want God to bless me I want to I want to see that abundance of rain yeah but where is it preacher I don't hear it I don't see it yeah you know it at first but it's promised. It's promised for those who follow him. It's promised for those who go after him. He desires to bless big. I'm so looking forward to the Lord's blessings. It's needed and it's wanted and it's promised. People, there's a sound of an abundance of rain coming from our wise and powerful and good God. Let's prepare for it. It's coming. For you that are lost, you've never been born again. Oh, I hate to bring this news, but get ready to say goodbye to everything that is good and beautiful and satisfying. You're going to face a judgment that is just a few more days, maybe a few more months, maybe some years, but you'll face a judgment that you're going to come up wanting. And you're going to be righteously judged as wicked and a sinner and, and who's rejected the, the grace of God and, and not taken advantage of that. And then your lot is that eternal lake of fire. you be cast into the lake of fire. You better prepare for that. I don't know how you could. But you better get, you better get all the good sights that you can right now. You better enjoy everything that you can right now because it's going to be gone. You're going you're gonna to face an eternity in hell. See, <clears throat> God is moving on your behalf, and he's speaking to you. He's calling, and he's calling long enough, and he's been patient long enough. But he's acting, and he's, he's about to stand and do some business. And what we need to understand is that you better prepare, prepare for that. Listen, if I was you without Christ, I'd get saved. I would, I would not trust another day to go by without me securing my eternal destination. I'll get saved. Friend, get saved. For you who are believers, maybe disobedient, well, yeah, you need to prepare too. You need to prepare for a chastening. Get ready. You're going to the woodshed. But you know you don't have to. You could, you, today, you can make that change. Today, you can begin to long for God. As Matthew 5, 6, Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Folks, there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Let's prepare for it. Let's get up to speed. Every head bowed. Nobody looking for just a moment.